Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Oh, 
I mean, for me, y'all already know it could it could be a variety of any and everything at this point in time. Right, so. right. That's why I'm like, man, this spin. Because, you know, you but, have yeah. put a spin on stuff on this show, and I'm like, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so but, I can I mean, only imagine. Trust me, and they're giving me that type of platform. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have a hell of a lot of fun with this. Okay, well, I, I can't wait. And so you can keep us posted and don't let us not, um, you know, let, don't let us miss it. You know, you got to Oh, trust me, it, it, won't, it, it, it won't even, trust and believe it, it. I won't be missing, I won't I won't have anybody missing too much of anything at this point. Um, if everything okay. goes according to plan right now, they're, right now they're giving me every other Friday. Um, as far as okay. that particular, you know, as far as that particular rotation and that type of thing, um, if everything goes according to plan and I still and I, I'm able to build the numbers and all that other good stuff and whatnot, um, I'll probably have a weekly article uh, on that blog and you know cool. can kind of keep things going from there at that point. But for now, we're just doing. Well, every, every they better Friday. be careful because I know about your following. So if they talking about numbers. You you'll get numbers because your following. You <laughs> I mean, it's like a gang. It's ruthless. So, yeah, you have say today, y'all better get ready because his following yeah. is something to be reckoned with. Yeah, they have their moments. Trust me, they have their moments. Oh, man, I've experienced them. So, yeah, I know. Okay, so this evening we do have um, we have a guest. So we're going to stay well-behaved um, because, you know, when we have company in the studio, we have to act like we got home training. So we're going to act like we have home training this evening. We have yes. an author. Uh, and you see her, you know, all over everywhere. Um, and she is one of my favorite people to see posting and commenting on posts because she's really, really cool. Um, and I'm going to make sure I, I, I'm, get, I'm aiming to get this name right. But I'm sure if I get it wrong, she'll do all kind of corrections. Um so, with no further ado, we won't keep on hold too much longer. Uh, we're going to have Shy Tay uh, A. Curry, and we're going to have her come on. We'll talk about some of her work, and then we're going to jump into this conversation that we're going to have about revenge, because I have collected about four revenge stories, and I want to talk about them, and I want y'all to share. So, you can either inbox jump on a page, one of our pages, or, you know, I have people that text me stuff, whatever, while we're on the air, and I'll share your story of revenge, and we'll talk about that. But with no further ado, let's welcome Shate A. Curry. Are you with us? Hi. I am here. How are you? For the first time, I'm fantastic, actually. Um, I'm actually on a on a bit of a of a high trying to come down just a little bit. No, no, no. It's not not that kind of high. Um we, we, we weren't we weren't trying to we weren't trying to <laughs> but I mean, you know everybody like I said, everybody's got this thing going on this week as far as that is. I mean shit, you might as well join in on the fun too. <laughs> no, I um I have Bible class on Wednesday too. So I um I actually had to we have conference via Bible class. I mean, Bible class via conference. So I actually had to 
jump off the conference line, take a shower, and you know what I'm saying? But everything that has happened from Sunday up to tonight has really been um, truly, truly a blessing. Um, uh, and good. so I want to say to you, is it, Shak- is it Shakur? Shakir. Shakir. Okay, Shakir yep. and Shamor, thank you guys for the opportunity, first and foremost. Not oh, a problem. Yeah. It's good to have you. Wouldn't have it any other way. Okay. So now that's out of the way. Um, okay. Well, you don't have to say that. <laughs> You're doing a, a pleasure being here. So, so you know, we want to jump in here, and uh, what we what we generally do is we give you the kind of kind of let you kind of set things up and give us all your latest projects and just really plug stuff, like where to go find it. And then we just kind of have a, try to have an authentic conversation, ask a few questions that might lead to some other <laughs> questions and try to do that whole male-female perspective kind of questioning. Sometimes your kid's like, hold on, I need to ask a question from the man's standpoint. <laughs> and sometimes he just kind of rolls with it. So it depends on what kind of evening we have. That's, That's what awesome. I do. Um, you said Shakir, right? Am I right? Yes. Yes, it is. Gosh, I'm good. Okay. I'm a stickler for names because if, if a person saw my name without me putting in parentheses how you pronounce it, they would actually, because I know, Shamor, you probably, I was probably Kita, I was probably Cheetah, I was probably Shida. I was probably all of those. Um, oh yeah, you were yeah you were <laughs> two or three or four different things. Yeah, so I, I did some detective work. I I found a post where it had the the parentheses, and I was like, okay, so that says this because I can read. <laughs> so, well, there you go. I worked well, my way through it with my go. phonics, and, and I did good. I know you have a release coming up soon, so would you just kind of give us um, anything that you want our listening audience to know about your projects? Um, if you have like a really good, if it's a series and you have that first book that's already out that they can go cop and then kind of set them up for the book that it's leading into, or just kind of set it up so people can kind of uh, check you out, find your stuff. Some people would like to find it while you're on the air with us because we're on for a little while. Just kind of talk us through what you got going on, and then we'll get into some deeper discussion about your story. Okay. Um, my first book, um, Sin and Redemption, is it takes a look. Okay, so let me give you this. I don't classify myself as an urban writer. I'm just a writer. I write. My, my tagline is I write life's wrong. So I write real mm-hmm. life. I write what has happened. Um, two people. I write relatable stories. I write things that no one talks about. I write the um, sweep it under the rug stories, if you will. Okay. Um, and I go where people dare to go. You have your urban authors that write about the drugs and the killing and the stealing, and they write about the um, they glorify that lifestyle. But there are rarely people that write about the behind-closed-door aspect of that lifestyle, how it actually tears the families apart 
the ramifications that it has on the families, um, the children, how they suffer, other relatives, how they suffer, friends, how they suffer. So that's what Sin and Redemption was about to me. Sin and Redemption was my baby. Um, I've been a writer most of my life. I started reading at three. I've been writing since I was about seven. Um, I've been journaling since I was about 12. I came up, my, my you know, and if we, all, if, if we all came up in the hood, we all have a hood story, if you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, if you follow me. Uh, I'm not ashamed of my background anymore because I know who I am. I know who I am in God, so shame doesn't live here anymore. Um, I'm not ashamed of what happened to me because what happened to me made me, if, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. So oh, um, I had to take life and write it, but I had to write it on life's terms, but I had to write it in a way where someone can say, now I see what the drug addict's children have to go through, what they have to deal with, the the years of of the the back and forth mental game, um, the back and forth mind game, the struggle with self. See, what, what a lot of the because I've read quite a few who stories in my day, um, street fiction, street literature, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, they glorify the lifestyle, they glorify the taking of the turf, they glorify that, but they don't really talk a lot about the children and how they suffer or that one true love that got away or almost got away or the fact that he loved her so much that, he was willing to walk away from everything until, you know, she came back. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess this story for me was um, I believe in happy endings. I am a sucker for love. I am a sucker for romance. I have to say that. But I'm not one of those uh, knight in shiny armor romantic type girls. He doesn't have to have a cape and a white horse. I'm not that romantic type of girl, but I am the, you know, hold the hands in the park, you know, taking long walks along the beach, romantic type of girl. A picnic and a movie indoors will do any day as opposed to going out and being around other people. That's just mm-hmm. the hermit in me, I guess. Um, but um, what I really wanted people to to really go, get from seeing a redemption was that um, love is not conditional. And even when the deck is stacked against you, there's always somebody, someone in the stands rooting for you. Mm-hmm. So with, without, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm listening. Okay. So without giving too much of it away, um, Koi is, she's like my favorite character in the whole world. Um, Amir is her significant other. Um, her her children's father, um, and they had this really really great relationship. He was a few years older than she was, so he did the honorable thing and waited for her to graduate high school. And he told her that I waited for you to graduate high school. They didn't stop him from dating anyone or seeing anyone. He just didn't get serious about anyone because he knew the first time he laid eyes on her that she was the one for him. Um, and so he told her one night, hey, I waited for you there at high school. I, you know, 
all fair and love and war now. You know, it, it, it's a done deal. School is over. You know, um, she she in turn said, hey, you know, I'm going away to college. Oh, you're only going to so and so and so place. It's only three hours away. Cool. I can get there. Not a problem. I want you. So this is what we're going to do. And I, and I kind of took a little different spin on it. Hold on for just one second, please. No problem. <clears throat> I kind of did, I'm back, I kind of did a bit of a, a spin on it. You know how everybody says, you know, the kid seals the deal or, you know, it was this. I really wanted people to see how much of a gentleman he was. So what I did was, um, you know, the party was in full swing. He's watching from the side of the room, him and his boys. They're watching from the side of the room, and, you know, his, his homie, like, you know, gone. Well, she's waiting on approach her, you know. She notices him watching, but she doesn't really say anything or doesn't really feed into it too much. Um, she's always um, held something for him. She, she always had this knowing inside of her, but she just wasn't sure because she always felt like he thought she was too young. So, mm-hmm. you know, this particular night, it's like, okay. So he, he walked up to her and he said, hey, you know, everybody's, you know, dancing. I'm going to give you a chance to get, you know, do your thing. After this dance, though, you're going to dance with me. That's going to feel the deal. You're going to be my girl. That's it. You know, so it wasn't no, you know, betting his homeboys on the side, like I bet I can hit that. Because his thing was he wanted her to know that he honored her. He wanted her to know that he cherished her. You know, um, she came from a very seemingly normal background. Her dad was a hard worker. Her mom was a nurse. Her mother died a couple of years later. Her dad died. It was just her and her sister. Her sister was, you know, how everybody has that, you know, that arch nemesis. And it's, you know, whatever. Uh, and I and I know, Shakira, you probably can't um, attest to this, but I know Shamor, she can't. I'm a woman. I can't. But you always have that one female friend that try to do the one-up and all the time. Like, he ain't going to like her because she's too skinny. You know, not knowing it the whole time that her her inside is what's showing to him, her pureness, her innocence. That's what's drawing him into her. Um Go ahead. No, I was I was just good. no, I was just coming, you know. Just just you know, just keep growing. Okay. So that's that's what drew him to her, is is her innocence. And, you know, her sister had like this worldly thing about herself. Um, but needless to say, you know, something happened. Um, now, I have to say this. The element of the street is this. Amir was a street guy. His friends were street guys. But they weren't, like, in the street to the point where they were flashy with it. You know how some guys street and they are buying, you know, they're at the store every other day. They're buying Timberlands. They got Air Force Ones. They got Air Max. They got Jordans. Their kids are pelicoat down and, you know, name brand this and name brand that. It wasn't like that for them. Their thing was it was simply a means to an end. We're going to get in. We got a dollar amount we're going to reach. We're going to do what we need to do, and we're going to get out. However, if, it, if it's anyone in the family, this is their agreement, and they get strung out on this stuff, we're walking away, dollar amount or not. Gold met or not, because family was really big for him and his friends. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one night the unthinkable happened, something happened to Koi, and that started Koi's descent downward. And anyone has ever, I've never been addicted to anything as far as drugs in my life, but I have had some struggles in my life. So anyone that has had some struggles and have been in an addictive state to anything, they know the mind games, the tricks, <clears throat> stuff that the enemy will use against you to say, hey, just one last hit. It's all you need. You're going to feel like you felt the first time. You know, um, Amir was angry in his own right, but he did everything he could to hold his families together. And, and you know, pressure bust pipes, so the pipes burst. Um he kind of was like, you know what, to hell with it, you can have it, I'm gone. Um, but he still took care of her. He dated, but he never allowed himself to get close. Now, I don't know if that was the, the inkling that he needs to say, hey, I'm not going to let nobody get close to me because at some point we're going to get back together or I've hurt too bad and this is what the result was, so I can't allow anybody else in my space. I, I, I let my readers determine how they feel about that. For me, it was the fact that he still held hope. He still had that whole, as long as I can go to sleep and I don't wake up in the morning, I know today is another day still full of hope. Um, and so that's how it was, you know, and, and the, the ramifications was, as, you know, towards the end, I'm just kind of walking you guys through it, towards the end, it's um, she was met with a, life-altering situation where she was literally near death, literally, like, mm-hmm. clinging to life. And at that point, it was, you know, all right, so what you want? Do you want to live? Do you want to die? You know, and to see her life flash before her eyes, not only see her life, but see the damage, because through all of this turmoil, three children were born, okay? Mm-hmm. But to see this damage done to her family. She got her oldest daughter, her name is Rain, um, off the chain. She got her middle daughter, that's a piece of glue. She's holding everyone together, mama on one end, daddy on another end. She's got um, Mia, Maya, I'm sorry, Maya is the youngest girl. She is, you know, spoiled, and she, you know, everybody just kind of dotes on her because she's a baby, and she's kind of ignorant of everything. She lives with her dad, you know, and, and so, and and now Amir is at this point where okay, enough is enough. Koi is at the point it's like okay, enough is enough. But Amir's mother is the one. To, that's the wisdom. That's the one that comes in and say, hey, look, I don't care what it is. I love her, and I'm doing the Christian thing, which is loving her where she is, hating the sin, loving the sinner, but I'm going to love her through this. So even if she leaves this hospital and doesn't have anywhere to go, she can always sleep in her old room at my house. Mm-hmm. It's going to always be her place. And I, and I wrote it that way because I need people to understand that love has no conditions. Well, pure love has no conditions. Pure love has no boundaries. It's just love. It's the, it's the love that God wants us to have for our fellow people. Again, hate the sin, love the sinner. But does that, does that kind of, you know, make sense? Yeah, it does I mean, make sense. It makes sense, but it's like how do you do that? You know, okay. because... You know, and I think that's where things become cloudy 
for just people in general. Like, okay, I hear you, but how do I love a person and not show the disdain that I have for those behaviors that I don't love, which are the sinful behaviors? Okay. How do I, so you know, how you, do let I me say, let me, let, me, let me give you a little bit of, a, of an idea. You're a parent, right? You have, mm-hmm. have, you have what, two kids or three? I have, well, technically two. Okay, technically two. Okay, I'll take the two. That's fine. Those two little mini-me's or mini-you's, they are as different as night and day. Am I right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. One of them can do something to the point where you are utterly disgusted because I saw your post the other night and the only thing I could do is laugh in spite of myself because <laughs> I said, Lord, it must be something that every parent is going through on this night because mm-hmm. I promise mm-hmm. I was facing jail time myself. So I said, okay, but this is what you have to understand. We can't keep looking at that thing they do. I'm not saying like them. I'm not saying kiss their tail. I'm not saying suck up to them. What I'm saying is with your child, you can correct them because that thing they do, you, you have the right to correct that thing they do. But Shakir is a grown man. We can't correct that thing he does. We can't look over that thing he does only but for so long. But when the door is open, where you're able to go to him in love and say, hey, dude, I've noticed how you call women B's and H's. And I'm going to be honest. We walk. And Shakir, I don't get that from you. I honestly don't. But I'm just using you as an example. If you don't mind. Not a, pro- not a problem at all. I'm good. We rock. We rock hard. But what I need you to understand is that you have a mother. You can't call a female a bee. You have daughters. You can't call a female a bee. And because he understands the authenticity of your heart and where you're coming from, not that you're trying to browbeat him or demean him in any kind of way. See, people don't understand when you approach someone in love, the spirit that is given is the spirit that is received in. And what comes from the heart reaches the heart. So if he sees that you genuinely care about your sisters and how they feel behind his remarks, he may have run into a female that was a bee. And now he's thinking all females are simple bees or he generalizes them. I don't know. But because he knows that you care enough about your fellow sister to say, you know what, Shamor is right. I shouldn't generalize everyone. So let me just rethink this. Or even if he's conscious enough to say, F that man, she's still a B, but he won't do it in front of you. Does not mean you didn't get your point across. Does not mean you didn't get through. It just means that now he knows how to act in front of you. And the more you pull this coattail about the things that displease you and the more you're in the right spirit giving it to him, the more he'll start to line up the more he'll start to see where you're coming from. Does, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to imagine it in a general format or as a listener who is in a struggle. Because I've had mine in the past where I'm like, yeah, whatever, because I want to distance myself from the person who has that right mm-hmm. that is something that I'm not in support of. But... I can just imagine being having been in that struggle. I know some of the things that I fought with, and it was only because of the love that I know that I had for that person. Mm-hmm. But it was like, 
do I want this fight? Do I do I just want to say you don't exist until you can fix that? Or you know, so I know that it's a struggle with hearing it and understanding what you're saying, and then living it and acting it. You know, so that's something. Oh, you know. it's it's a it's a journey every day. I, I promise. Mm-hmm. Let me can I can I can I just be a, just make one more point, and maybe maybe this will kind of bring some things because. We've all come from some hurt. We come from some shame. We come from some bitterness. If we're honest, everybody don't want to be honest right now. Me, I don't have anything to be ashamed of. God has mm-hmm. redeemed me, so I don't care about what anybody else thinks of me. My walk is my walk. My talk is my talk. And whatever I, wherever I am, if I see my sister that's, that's lagging behind, wherever, if I'm on step number five and she's on step number one, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to get her up to step number five. If that means I have to stay on step number five to wait for her, then that's what I'll do because that's my responsibility to my sister. But I'm going to give you another example about love, and I want you to think about this before you reply. Shakira, I want you to think about this before you reply because, you know, you're a young man. We all got hood stories, like I said. We all have, you know, if, if we all have a story. have to be a hood. We all have a story. We all have a purpose that's attached to our story. Um. But a lot of times we go through life and all we want is love, all we want is love. But the first thing we learn about love, and this is only, you can only kind of identify with this if you're honest. The first thing we learn about love is what it's not. When we hear love, we think that love is sunshine and rainbows and some kind of fairy tale. And a man going to come and rescue us on the, on the white horse and we're going to ride off into the sunset and we'll get married and have a whole bunch of little princes and princesses. No. We learn what love is not because we hurt. The African-American community, and I'm probably going to step on some toes and I do apologize. I don't apologize for me, um, <clears throat> but I apologize because I may just kind of overstep my boundaries with a couple of people that's not ready to walk into their truth. So let me say I'm sorry in advance. However, <laughs> the African-American community has to stop. We have to stop with what goes on in my house stays in my house. I'm guilty. Oh, well, we're just going to sleep under the rug. You know, he's a little slow, so, you know, he don't know no better. We have to stop that because <clears throat> that's how manipulation comes in. That's how hurt comes in. That's how anger. And things that are not dealt with can't heal. So it's like putting a Band-Aid on something that needs stitches. It's going to fester, and it's going to stink at some point, and it's going to start to show Right. Well, and I think I think one of the biggest things with that is that, you know, in our community, that's so true. But I think we need to be um, more educated on how you do that because just simply okay. So everybody's not going to receive that information and do something that is proactive or positive in in addressing it. Sometimes that's the wrong people handling that information mm-hmm. won't necessarily be for the benefit of the good of the community. So I think one of our biggest issues is having those uh, resources in our community that allow us to have that outlet or making those outlets uh, more visible or active so that, like you said, those things that do need to come out of that house because there are so many times that things need to come out of that house and need to be addressed in our community, but we need it to be addressed in a way that it's not looking to destroy, you know. Uh, and so, and so let me tell you how that happens. Let me tell you how that happens. 
platforms like this is a foundation for how it happens. What also has to happen is that I'm about to say it's going to probably be a dirty word to somebody, but it's one of the most freeing words ever. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is how it happens. Um, you, you, God, okay, so you asked a question a, a couple sessions back about how can you get to the place of loving someone when you've run out of patience with them pretty much. That's what I gathered from the, garnered from the question. And it's and it's and it's simple. God has been so patient with us. Um, a lot of people don't want to hear about God because everybody thinks that God is this big genie in the sky and He's supposed to grant all these wishes and supposed to poof is done and give you delusions of grandeur. No, that's not God. God is a jealous God. God is a God that. He wants you to come to him and he wants you to repent for your... I was angry with God for a long time because from from the time I was molested to the time I went through school to the time I had my first child at 14 years old, all I knew was hurt. All I knew was what I thought love was. All I knew was... And I'm like, God, how can this be anything for me when you're such a loving God? But what I had to learn, and I'm helping somebody here. I don't know who it is, but I'm helping you because I need you to understand that what you have to learn about what God, God was right in the room with me every single time I was molested. He was right there. But what you have to understand is everything that you go through prepares you for your purpose. It perfects you for your purpose. So if I'm on step 12 and I can sense that a baby needs some help because she's dealing with rejection, chances are it's because something happened at home. Or she's dealing with um, feeling like she's strange and alone and she's wearing this shame and she feels like everybody can see it. It's because we recognize those spirits. We recognize those very things that had us found. So our responsibility to one another is, again, love is the, is the core foundation of it. But our responsibility to one another is to, even even if she's rich, because she, the one thing about a black woman is we're so proud, we're so regal, we're so resilient, and we can wear pain very well. But what people don't understand about the black woman is the same pain that we wear, it's the same pain that would kill us. If, if I can be raw tonight, please let me be because I need our sisters, I need our women to understand. You can add me as a friend on Facebook. Shamor will tell you I'm I'm so approachable. What you see right now is what you get. I'm silly, but when I'm about my business, I'm about my business. I may have some rants every now and again about how I don't do yes. Because you, we agree, we can agree to disagree, that's fine. You can delete me, that's fine. You can block me, that's fine too. I'm still going to be who I am. I'm still going to be about my kingdom business. Because what we have to do, Shamor, to answer your question is this. For one, we we can run to the church house, that's fine. But we need to go to the churches that specializing in the heart problems, that specializing specializing in 
getting our women healed and not praying, P-R-E-Y-I, on them and praying, P-R-A-Y, for them. Mm-hmm. That's going to be able to get a prayer through. That's going to be able to carry before God for them on their behalf when they feel like they can't do it. When we can get some authentic people that love God and wants to live according to the way God has for us to live. Shakira, you got some questions lingering, baby. That live do according to the way God. You say what? I said, do I now? Yeah, I sense it. The way that God <laughs> has us to live. Damn, I forgot to cut. I got to push a ball in there somewhere. I'm like, I'm just listening. <laughs> then and only then will we be able to fully walk out the plan for God's kingdom. Killing our brothers, not the way. But you can't sit here and say, you know, as the police are killing our, our, our black men, but you turn around and you keep committing. And I'm, I'm not even going to say homicide with a gun or a knife. You're committing verbal homicide. I have a son. Ever since my son was born, I spoke life into his life. My son will be 19 years old tomorrow. And I'm proud to say he's never been in jail. He's never had a serious run-in with the cops. He doesn't gangbang. He doesn't run around and, and be, you know, he's a teenage boy. He plays basketball. He, he, he doesn't even play video games. But he'll watch the hell out of a basketball game and a football game. So for me, that's that's a pinnacle. But that I shouldn't be celebrating the fact that my son comes in from school every day. That should be a given. But what we have to do is stop thinking that we're so much better than the next person and reach out in love, with love, to our brothers. To our sisters, this platform, Shamor, is is what is this what it is? You asked a couple of weeks ago, hey, if I had something about sisters, would you would you show up? I'll show up. Count me in. I'll speak if you need me to speak. Count me um, in. Well, and and that and that is still um, in the works because um, there needs to be some. Some conversation. There needs to be a dialogue because there are Definitely. Um, those parts of our community that you know those kids that were not spoken life into from the time they were born, and we can't throw them out. You know, you know. And so we have to discuss how do we do that? What about that mom who doesn't even know how to do that? You know what? <laughs> and you know why though? We have to get to the root of the issue though, because let me tell mm-hmm. you something. Just grazing over the fact that you can see the hurt in her eyes, but you don't know how deeply it has penetrated to her heart. We have to get to the root of issues. We have to speak mm-hmm. to the very core of that thing that mm-hmm. was given or spoken over her to break her. Because what people don't understand is generational curses and generational blessings is real. It's real. People do stuff generationally because that's all they know. 
or we, we are talking about no. money. I mean, because at a certain age, we become aware of some other things, what's comfortable, you know. Well, but some of them know. You know, they know better. Some of them know better, and that's why they do. But choose. if you know better, you, you know, do better. Sometimes. It, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Sometimes. I mean, yeah. because, you know, there are those people who know what they're doing, and they know they don't have yeah. to, but it's so convenient or it's what comes easy to me because it's what I, like you said, have seen or grew up in. And, you know, mm-hmm. at a certain point in our life, we become aware of different lifestyles. Um, you know, like you said, those ones who didn't have that spoken into their life, yeah, of course not. They don't know. They don't know the better. But then once you experience the better, just, you know, by way of communication, branching your circle out, and then you choose then not to do it, then there's a comfort level that's there too, you know. It's, it's so many different stories. Like you're saying, um, yours being totally different from another mom who had a child early. You know, I'm sure you have seen how that didn't turn out so great, you know, for someone else. Oh, who absolutely. Didn't have that, you know, that whatever you had within you to speak that life into your child, didn't have that, and they suffered through, you know, and so many different variations of our story, you know. And while we're digging deep into um, the whys, like you said, and unlocking all of that, we have to figure out, and that's where our community goes wrong. That's where that's where we are right now in that limbo. Is what do we do in the meantime? In the meantime, while we're soul searching and trying to get to the root of our genocidal mentality, what do we do in that meantime? Because right now, right, right now, our kids are suffering. Right now, our kids but are repeating we, we pray those things. And you, let me tell you what I, I know. Do. Let me tell you what I do. I, I will see a young man walking down the street with his pants all hanging off his tail. And when I hear somebody say, he's just a thug, no, he's not. Young man, come here. Where's your belt? Always in the house. Pull your pants up. Where you live? Around the corner. Go around the corner and get a belt. And don't let me see you again with your pants hanging down. But when I approach him in love, and see, this is the thing we have to understand. We have to, when we, when we approach people in love, we can't go with our nose turned up with our, head, with our heads all hearty and, and with our nose in the air. We can't do that. What we have to do, we have to meet people where they are. Because meeting them where they are does not mean I'm above you. It just means I recognize where you are because I've been there before. I have um, my, my apostle, we, we kind of, we kind of um, network with a whole bunch of other churches, but this one apostle, he came and he did a workshop on leadership. And when he said he when he said this, I promise you, I looked at evangelism, I looked at God, I looked at leadership, everything he laid out, I looked at it so differently from, from things I've learned previously um, from being in church. And so when he said, he said, let me tell you what you got to do. You want to you catch these brothers? You want to catch these sisters? You can't go out there with no suit and tie on and King James, Burt literature, and, and where art thou? You can't do that. He said, let me tell you what I do. A couple times a week I get up. He said, I get suited and booted. He said, I got my Tim's on. I got some Levi's on. I put on a hoodie. He said, and I'm out there on them corners, right where them brothers at, man. I'm on them corners. He said, I'm at that liquor store. 
You know, that same looking for the next to the church? I'm right there. He said, because I'm meeting them brothers and them sisters where they are. And it seems like when he said that, scale fell off my eyes. It's not that I ever thought that I was more than anyone else or better than anyone else. It's just when someone breaks it down to you so simple and so plain as to how to get to God's people, what else can you do? We have to be able to meet them where they are. That same little boy that walk home from school by himself every day. Instead of us saying, Lord, that's a shame that they walk home every day by himself. Something's going to happen to him. Those same words we spoke out of our, our mouth is power. So they take on life. If something happens to him, then we think it back. And the first thing we're going to say, that's what his mama gets for him walking home from school by himself. Instead of saying, you know what? I go the same way you go, young man. I'll give you a ride. You, you're not running any extra gas. Mm-hmm. And then we got the proud parent. My baby don't need no ride. So nobody's up here really he does. It's, it's 17 inches of snow outside. He needs a ride. And I offered him a ride. Now, if you don't want him to get in my car no more, that's fine. I won't go against your wishes. But if I see him walking again, I'll give him a ride again. See, we have, we, we, we're not villagers anymore. I'm, I'm the type of person, Shamor, if your kids come to my house, Shakira, yours too. If you don't want your kids to be disciplined, <laughs> you don't want me saying nothing to your kids, don't send them to my house. Because chances are, if they get down wrong, I'm getting down. And I will call you and say, hey, <clears throat> your daughter got a smart mouth. She won't get smart with me again. I won't hit her in her face or nothing like that. But I will have a nice little talking to it, and I will let her know that respect is always the first call of the day. See, we, don't, we, we, we forgot how to respect ourselves because we let them tell us what respect was. We forgot how to love ourselves because we let them tell us what love was or show us what they, their version of love is. But God's perfecting love is what sustains us all. He loves us enough that he wakes us up every day to do it over and get it right. Mm-hmm. So we, we can't keep blaming. I mean, we can't place blame everywhere. But we can also be agents of change, one person, one life at a time. Mm-hmm. We can't. We, we can I keep on also, saying, oh. uh, I also want you to be able to... Um, you know, give us some information as far as uh, links and, and things like that. Uh, so what is the next book before we get to the okay. – for a minute, and I'm looking at how much time, and I know we haven't mm-hmm. shot the book out. I even got it inbox. Like, what was the name of the book? <laughs> so, the first book is uh, Seeing a Redemption. Okay. That is the one, you know, about Koi and Amir. And A Chance of Rain is <clears throat> coming up real soon, as soon as God releases me to finish it. I'm working on, when I say I'm so busy, I'm working on so much. But I, I trust God is going to release it before the end of the year. So I'm fine with that. Um, is that Did you say on the No, I'm just, I'm just listening back. Nothing more, nothing less. Is that much, right? the book from about the daughter? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. A chance, a sin of okay. redemption, yes, and then a chance of rain, yes. That's the book about the daughter. Yes. Um, Vengeance will be mine. Is it, it's a slightly, and it was this one was so out of my comfort zone, but I had to address it. Again, I write life's wrong. That one was um, based on domestic violence. Um, how we all get that. And this wasn't even like the love of her life. The love of her life was taken taken from her, and this guy just kind of eased in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just kind of alienated her from everything that she knew normal, her family, her son's family, everything that was normal. So he kind of moved her across the country, alienated her, and, and just, you know, the more money he got, the more power he got, the more prestige he got, you know, the more of a butthole he became. And so um, she faced a bit of an illness. I, I can't give a lot of it because this was actually a novella, so it's not really that long. But she faced a bit of an illness, um, and he was just, you know, just a butthole. But every single um, thing that he used against her actually turned on him. So, you know, to make a long story short, um, she was he was looking for a con a multi million dollar contract. But because he was so presumptuous about the Japanese and the way Japanese do business, he didn't he he she was fluent in in a few few languages with Japanese being one of them. He was fluent in a few languages, but he wasn't as fluent in Japanese as she was. So he took her pretty much to be his mouthpiece. But what he didn't know was the guy that he was trying to get the deal with was um, he came to the United States as an exchange student and just kind of stayed here. Well, his parents came to the United States as an exchange student. And he stayed, he was born and raised here. So he's American with Japanese roots because his mother was Japanese and his father was American. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, and he speaks he spoke perfect English. And so when he came out of his mouth for perfect English, he kind of caught Clayton off guard, like, whoa, wait a minute. So he, he started asking Rhonda questions. And so Clayton was kind of like, you know, giving her the, he already give, he had already given her, you all know what the parking lot speech is, right? You know, you take your kids to the store, you're in the parking lot, like, hey, look, we're going in here to get these five things. Oh, yeah. Don't ask none, don't look at none, don't touch none, don't, don't blink, don't think. Let's get, we're going to get, let's get out of here. So he had given her a parking lot speech. Because in his mind, she's his child. She's his property. He owns her. So he had given her parking lot speech. Hey, say this, say that, don't say no more, don't say no less. And so, you know, Japanese are very keen, especially on behavior and actions and attitudes. And so he paid attention to her demeanor. It was like, you got her shelter. You got her this, you got her that. My wife doesn't flow like that. My wife is a free-flowing, you know, she does what she does, and I love her for it, you know. Um, and so that kind of threw him off, and he said, you know what, I'll tell you what, the deal's out the window. So he gets her home, and he beats her because in his mind, it's her fault. You, you all know how, how how the predator is. So her mind is her, in his mind, it's her fault. Um, well, lo and behold, one day he allows her to go to the mall shopping by herself. He's so insecure, he meets her at the mall because he's not like the best-looking man ever. He meets her at the mall. They end up having Running well, uh, Todd is his name. Todd and his wife were, were in the mall too. They end up running into Rhonda. 
and, you know, they exchanged, you know, information, you know, they talked or whatever. And so Erica, which is Todd's wife, was like, hey, you know, okay, so you're Rhonda. You know, my husband was telling me about you and he's going on and on and on about you. So he, Clayton is the husband. He calls her and says, hey, where are you? Well, I'm just leaving the mall. Okay, we'll say that we're going to have lunch. Okay, so they run into uh, Todd and Erica on their way to lunch. Okay, well, they sit there and they're talking. So they're talking about Rhonda and her beauty. She's a radiant. She's got striking features. She's got, you know, even toned skin. She's got really pretty, naturally curly hair, you know, things like that. So she doesn't know how to take the compliment, so she's hanging her head. Todd reaches over and, you know, touches her on her chin and tells her, hold her head up, you know, hold, you know, hold your head up. And Clayton is so angry and so jealous that he's digging his nails in her leg under the table. Um, so they just kind of get into it. They get home, and um, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say too much because it's a short story. So a big accident happened. She's literally clinging to life after the accident. It's discovered then, I can give this part away, that she has breast cancer as well. Um, wow. So coupled with her having breast cancer and coupled, coupled with her now, I don't know if you all know about um, character sharing or anything like that. I'll go into that in a second. But but coupled with her having um, breast cancer, she's got a couple broken bones. So she's in the hospital an extended amount of time. She's not able to get around. So Clayton hires help to help them, you know, around the house. Um, one of my friends, Deirdre, I borrowed from her book a couple characters, and then I don't know if you guys know K.R. Banks, and I bought from her book a couple characters. Um, she was with the NI series, Deirdre Road. Who did I borrow from? Oh, my God. One at the top of the stairs, one and two. So I borrowed a character or two from each of those books to kind of bring the story home. A lot of people, if they hadn't read their work, they would think that these are my characters. No, I take no credit for that. Those people were my muses, and I needed them, and I positioned them just right. But lo and behold, um, Clayton is, like, literally about to start the fight of his life because now he can face charges if his wife, um, you know, decides she wants to pursue charges against him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, he wants now he wants to plan this whole big old, his lawyer advised him, hey, dude, move out. Now, he had a condo nobody knew anything about. He had money that he was divvying out nobody knew anything about, so I just leave that where it's at. Um, and Clayton, you know, was living in his condo. He had this grand, this grand idea, you know what, let's, I'll just plan a let's get back together party. We can go wherever we're going to go or whatever. So they end up going to the to uh, to the Bermuda. To the Bermuda. Um, and, they're, you know, the people at the beach are telling him, hey, we live on these waters. We already know it's kind of choppy. It's not really good to go on a boat ride. But if you want to go waterskiing, have your way, you know. So they're like, oh, this is really not a good day to water ski. But he's so antsy. He's so anxious. And he's so controlling and manipulative. Until they're like, all right, fine. Have your way. You want to water ski, water ski. All right. Something terrible ends up happening. Let's just say he broke his back in about four places because he didn't listen. Mm-hmm. True enough. And that, yeah. my people. You said what? No, I said true enough. Well, I mean, what, I mean, what, what can I say? What can I say? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, and that is 
your short story. That vengeance will be mine. Right. Vengeance will be mine. Okay. Okay. So, and those are the ones that we can go find, like, right now. Yep. Let me see if I can find the link. Um, I said find the link, Lord. Okay. Okay. Uh, when you find it, and that way, anybody interested, it'll be on my page, and you'll know exactly where to find. You go to find it. That sounds like a really interesting thing on um, the whole writing of domestic violence. Um, you know, I have to be honest though; it was really tough for me because it was really, really outside of my scope. It was uh-huh. really outside of my scope, but I had to pull with everything I had in me because of what I needed to get across with this story is that you could be sleeping with the enemy every night and not even know it. But mm-hmm. I am going to be honest. I'm I'm not going to put this in a paperback version as of yet because I'm going to do a twist because the first thing people think when they think of um, domestic violence is men, a man you know, abusing a woman, which is Mm -hmm. most times true. Um, Not always, but most often. But what I'm going to do, I am going to actually write another short story um, with just the opposite, where Mm -hmm. it's the woman that's the actual aggressor. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to see, you know what I'm saying, so the people can see, and then my follow-up is always the same, you know, I, I trust God with everything in me, and, and I write with the intention of getting a message across. Does, does that make sense? Because I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't want people to think that I write just because I, I do enjoy writing. I do, but I need people to understand. Um, give me one second. I need people to understand that there is help. Um, but I also need people to understand that these are true life incidents. Stuff like this happens in real life. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, that'll be an interesting um, version of that as well to see how you get into the mind of a woman, a, a female aggressor and what causes a, a man to endure it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I think society has been programmed to understand how a woman endures that for any length of time, whether it's because she paid for the kids or because she wasn't sure about how to make it on her own. I mean, we have all of these ideas of why a woman stays. But I think it will be a really interesting um flip side to see how this guy ends up sustaining and why he doesn't simply leave, you know, um, or in what manner she's abusive, you know, it would be. So that's a project that um, I can't wait for you to get finished with so we can see how you, how you do that, how you spend that. Yeah, what I've learned to stop doing those given release dates I do get snippets because yeah. I know, like me, I'll get holed up on something else and I'll be, because I'm an editor too. I work a full-time job. I'm a full-time mother. I'm about to be a grandmother at the end of the summer. Um, I'm an editor. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's two of them. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's two of them. 
So, you know, I, I have a lot. I have, yes, twins, yes. I oh. have, um, you know, things for, for, for ministry that I'm, I'm branching out into. So I have a, a good, and I have to say it's a good full life. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah. full life. But, you know, I um, I just want to, I, this is what I want. I want the day I stand before God, I want to stand before God empty of everything he put in me to do. That's I what I want. You say what? I say I can respect that, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I want. I, I When I tell people I come in peace, I don't do drama. I shut it down before it even gets started. Something happened last night, difference of opinion. I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going. I'm just going to be me regardless. And, and we can agree to disagree, that's fine. But what you will not do is blatantly disrespect me and call yourself yelling at me because we're all adults. I would have felt better with a sidebar inbox conversation. But I don't do subliminal posts. I don't I don't do none of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up getting deleted and blocked and I almost want to celebrate. So I was like, okay, another one bites the dust. If I keep this up, I'll be friendless. Because the one thing I'm going to do, if I do nothing else, I'm gonna tell you the truth. If you're wrong, you're wrong. That's it. I'm not one of those yes friends. Girl, yeah, you should right. text him a million times. You know he got six baby mamas and, 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 you know, yeah, text him. I'm not her. Baby, love yourself. That's me. You can do better. And let me show you how to get to better. Mm-hmm. How how mm-hmm. I know you're being dumb? Because I was dumb before, too. And if we're all honest, we were all dumb at some point. Mm-hmm. And That's how we learn our lessons and grow. Mm-hmm. On that note, darling, you already know what time it is for me. I know, I know, I know. And it's a trade-off because this is you leave. The other dude has shown up. <laughs> well, you no, know, other dude, which I testosterone here. We're going to switch our testosterone. Um, Ron is our other um, male um, co-host person, and then Imaj is our and Imaj is this super avid uh, reader and poet that um, is part of our family. And usually we we lose your care uh, around this point, and um, you know then other the other two companies. So um, I'm going to go ahead and open their mic, and um, I'm sure. Um, I was going to ask you a couple questions about the book or even just, I don't know, because she's a reader. Oh, that's and then um, Ron, he is he is a different view on all kinds of stuff. So he, he might have some intriguing questions. I'm not sure. Um, but please meet Ron and Imaj. Hi, Good evening. Ron. Hi, Imaj. Good evening. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I am fantastic. That's what's up. I want to say good evening, everybody. And the kid has just left. Sorry I missed you, brother, but we'll catch up on the rebound. Cool, cool, cool. So um, this conversation has gone into a lot of places other than just her novels and her short stories. Um 
And it's kind of piggybacking on some of the things that we have discussed before, just about community um, and the necessary works of of the people of the community. So um, this is that time where we kind of talk about, we had a topic, but we didn't really get into those kind of things. Um, the topic we were supposed to discuss were stories of revenge um, when you take it upon yourself. Well, we didn't really talk about revenge this evening <laughs> very much. So y'all want to talk about revenge, really? <laughs> yeah, because that's what our topic was. I was prepared. I was ready. I came to work, ready to work. Hey, come on, work me. Yeah. Work me. I ain't going to talk to you for work me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but I was moving in a different I direction. Was, you know, I knew you had a, had written about um, some different things and and not necessarily in the way that we hear it did you put it into your work. But I know when people think of the word vengeance, they don't always think of, it coming in karma. Sometimes they think of it coming at their hands. So I had some really interesting stories shared with me um, today about this whole uh, topic because I, I some people I work with kind of follow the topics for the show. And so she, she wanted to share a few of those with me. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to share these stories with them on the show tonight. So I have to share these stories with you guys at some point before we go up the air because I know for a fact that they want to know your your reaction because I already reacted when they shared the stories with me. Then I'm sure they want to hear. They want to know my reaction? I'm sure they, well, they like they think Ron is crazy, and so I'm sure that's part <laughs> of what they want to hear is how he was going to react because Ron, All right, if Ron was crazy. What he would have did was say, you, you, you're killing us. Tell the damn story already. We don't need a five-minute build-up. <laughs> wow. Really, Ron? Did I I'm say sorry. that out loud? I, I thought I thought yep. that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean mm-hmm. I say that out loud. Mm-hmm. I apologize. You said it. You, read, you said it? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's sometimes they got to come up and out. She said I don't know if you're prepared to be on the line with, with him. He's ignorant. Okay. I just want to say that. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna share it too. He's honest. Yeah, he knows it. He, baby, he wears it like a badge. Um, Revel in it. Okay, so no, he is a skunk out here. Can you be? Quiet I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm going from A to B, and I see a skunk. I live in New York City. We ain't supposed to have skunks in the goddamn. What the hell? Who well, if you get out of the mirror, if you get out the mirror, you wouldn't see the skunk. I'm a little scared. I ain't gonna lie to you. Skunks stink. I don't want that on me. Well, they only stink when they're when they feel they're in danger or when you startle them. That's the only time. That's why I cross the street. That is exactly why. Yes. Or or when you get back over the car. I'm, I'm from the country, honey. You know that smell distinctly when you ride down the street. Anyway, you hear me? Yes. Damn it! Right? Oh, shut up! I'm right. Pardon me if you hear me start running. Are you speaking in tongues? Wait, stop. Oh, flag on the plate. Are you afraid? Are you afraid, Ron? 
I'm not afraid. I'm just literally of smelling like that for eight years. <laughs> You're not taking bath and tomato juice. You'll be fine. Mm-mm. That smell don't go away after taking no bath. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. This sure don't. This sure don't. <laughs> Alright, the bitch in me came out. I'm done. He said the blue word. Oh my god! Oh, and it came out on on an archive version of the wind down. We can play that back. We can soundbite that. I might soundbite. You know you got some shit in the archives too. You know that, right? You know that's a two way street, right? I'm just saying, you know, I might make that a soundbite, and there you go. Every now and then when I want to... Anyway, you were telling us about revenge. Scott, go ahead. What's what's somebody else's story that they tell you to tell us so you can see it like it's your story? Come on. We wait. (laughs) All right, here's one. All right, she said, um, a husband or a significant other had a hard time spending his nights at home where he's supposed to be. So, um, one day, wife cooks some dinner. He comes home for dinner. And so she put, um, I guess, Visine. I guess we decided it was Visine, but probably the whole tube, into whatever she cooked for him. And so for, like, the next two to three days, he had to bubble gut. Like, he couldn't leave. But she does know that they could have killed him, right? Well, she didn't care. She didn't care at that time. Apparently. Just, that's that's another reason that's she did this? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the second one. Here's the second one. Well, um, why did she put the visine in his in his food? What was the reason? Well, because he didn't spend his nights at home like he was supposed to be. Oh, because he didn't spend his nights at home? That's not a good reason. That's not a good not reason. He hasn't been doing not something never. else. That he wasn't was a good reason. Out. That wasn't he good was enough out. reason for he me. He was out too much with the guys, with whatever. He was out. So she decided Mm-mm. to give him a reason to be at home. So she decided and to, make sure to go out and be at home and be with the guys. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to make sure he sat at home. Yeah, sit at home and sit here. So he sat there on the toilet for several days. It worked. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading the information. All right, here's Ron, the second one. Ron, I'm with you today. I'm hanging out on your side of the street. Thank so you. I appreciate you. I, I didn't have support these. I just wrote them down. <laughs> hey, he's I can't. I can't. All right, what's the second one? The guy cheats with the guy cheats with his girl's cousin. So he cheated with his girl. girl's cousin. Yeah. So they were kissing okay. cousins. <clears throat> Whatever. Really, if it was just his girlfriend, they really weren't cousins. No, it was the girlfriend's cousin. Okay, so mm-hmm. oh, damn, oh, okay, so he cheated with her cousin. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So she finds out that he cheated with her cousin. So she has sex with his brother, and then she ends up being pregnant by the brother. What is oh, Maury today? What in the Maury episode is going on? That was that was, <laughs> that, that was on this morning on Maury at eleven o'clock. And so she says. Um, so I asked because I, I'm, I need to know because the dynamics mean something. I said, so what happens now? Like, are the brothers talking? What happens? I mean, and so the brothers no longer speak. 
and and, uh, and they no longer the one. And then he doesn't, and he doesn't, he's not in his nephew's life because it's too much when he sees the little boy. It's too much for him. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, when you see his nephew? Huh? When you see his nephew. Yeah, when he sees his nephew. Like, right, I guess that's some bullshit. Maybe this one time. My girl is pregnant with my nephew. Surrounding the nephew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Wow. And then there was the, that's the basic so story. Um, boyfriend cheats on her, so, you know, while he's at work, she cleaned the whole apartment out, shoes, toothbrush, everything. He had nothing when he got from work. Damn. Damn. What kind of people are y'all? Y'all. This, is the, same, this is the same lady telling me, like, all of these. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Was it Harriet Tubman? Was it Harriet Tubman? Is she the one who said this? Can y'all have me back on another episode because we're going to have to continue this because we're going to talk about that revenge thing because, okay, go ahead. I'll let y'all finish. Go ahead. Okay, well, hold on. Let me shout her out. Thank you, Aisha, for the three stories. I didn't share the other one because I'm monopolizing time, but that was for you, Aisha. I shared your stories of revenge on the air. There you go. Shout uh-huh. out. Shout out. Hi. Oh, I'm throwing up. I'm throwing up gang signs while I'm saying that. Okay, maybe not. Oh, she does. She, 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 um, yeah. She knows some Yeah, triple, triple OG Shamor. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We give it to her. I can't do Thank this with y'all. I just, I just, hey, listen. I thought my little friend's revenge story was funny, honey. That is a mess right there. Mm. I know. A, a, a sloppy mess. <laughs> Oh, see, I had to borrow these stories. I had to borrow these stories from somebody else. I'm living oh, vicariously no. through other people. Did somebody <laughs> say, who's your shit that had to borrow some stories? The Sh- Shamor had to borrow stories. My best friend had some stories. I can give you some for her because I'm the one that's always like, girl, don't do it. Girl, right, don't do it. Well, everybody has some <laughs> stories. Y'all just don't want to share y'all shit because y'all no. living through y'all friends. No, I don't have a revenge story, no. but this is because before, y'all listening, because I got a revenge story. Thank you. Uh-oh. This is before I knew who I was in God. Oh, oh my Lord. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But I'm saved now. This ain't, the, this ain't the me that I am now. This is the old me. But this is before I knew who I was in God, but... I was I was with somebody. He was in jail for two years, almost two years. Like every weekend of the whole time he was in jail, I was there. I was visiting. This dude came home, didn't know me. Okay. Acting strange, acting funny. Okay. Cheating at the gate. Okay. So one particular day he was just like, All right, well, you know, I'm 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 just gonna send someone, so and so and so I scared when he was sending somebody to the house to get and I was like, Well just tell him to come here. He didn't wanna come. I said, tell him, okay, he can come and stand right here. I lived in the project at the time. I lived on the 12th floor. I threw his TV out the window off the 12th floor. Yeah. You know, you don't mess with a man. His clothes, his TV, and his jewelry, you don't mess with. So I dropped his TV at the 12th floor window. I dropped his clothes at the 12th floor window, and I broke his links to his chains and dropped them at the 12th floor window, too. 
Then he came to see what I wanted after he witnessed the TV flying out the window. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. I, I have a question. Raising my hand. Um, and this was because he wouldn't come in the house to see what you wanted? No. No, no, no. It, it, was, it wasn't that. Not at all. It was he because... Just, he forgot who held him down while he was gone. There you go. They, they, who said that? That was Shamor. I, I was listening. Shamor, see, that's why you're my boo. No, no, I mean, because I, I understand that, you know, you held him down. They are two and a half years, three years, going every weekend. He didn't know you. I understand all that. But I guess there was other stuff that led to you say, hey, come on in the house. Oh, it, it was just a build-up. I wasn't saying come on in the house, but you don't understand how. You get out of jail. The same people that you're running up behind, that you're running with, they didn't even give me money to get on the bus to come and see you four hours on the road. They didn't give me money to take care of your son, your shoe, you know, that shoe, clothes, whatever, you know, which is supposed to be the quote-unquote code of the street. However, you just decided that you was going to do this after I asked you to just come and see what I wanted. I didn't even want, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not clingy. I'm not one of those types. I'm just Oh, it it bugs me to see clingy people. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. You did better than me. I'm going to tell you this. At acknowledge the fact that. Because the moment he said that he got three years in jail, we broke up. The judge broke us up. So that would have been none of that right there for me. (laughs) (laughs) That just tickled me. That tickled me. I had a question real quick. Can I ask a real quick question? Did Mm -hmm. you just say... I'm not crazy. Uh, did you just say that? Because usually when you finish the sentence, uh, you crazy. Really? I'm not one of them crazy oh, ones. Uh, no, that's crazy. I'm not crazy. Mm-mm. Okay, well, let's go back to the previous comment about three years and y'all should have broke up then. Oh, that wasn't me. That was um, baby girl that said that. That, that was in mine. I, I certified and said it. Yes, I did. Because the judge broke the <laughs> Anything over 12, anything between 6 to 12 months, we might make it. Anything after that, guess what? The judge broke us up. You have a good life. Enjoy it. You stupid. She said the judge oh, did it. Oh, my God. The judge, the judge can't be playing y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they broke us up. <laughs> and I, I'll put that. I'm not. The, I, I guess since I'm not that type of person, I'm not about to just do that. I'm not. You made the decision to do something wrong. You pay the consequence. I'm not about to pay the consequence with you. Okay, so let me tell you what I it love is. You. That was. Well, you probably didn't catch my disclaimer in the very beginning, Imar. So I'm just gonna have to say it. No, I, I At points in our life, we talk about love. And, and, you know, what it means to us and what it is to us. But what we learn early on is what love is not. I learned through him what love wasn't. Because my heart was pure towards him. Every All of my attentions, it was with no manipulation, no recourse, no back, nothing. It was just out of the love I had for him. And I held him down. I was about going to see him, put money on his books, writing, sending letters. He had five different phone numbers the whole time he was in jail, taking care of his kids. All of that. And for you to come home and just act like it was all for nothing? Yeah, you don't got to give. So that TV was like, 
Throw me out the window. Just throw me out the window. She did. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I'm sure you're not out here wasting your money breaking up your good stuff. Because. Yeah. Love, love is not going to keep us together between the walls. I'm not going to. Nope. The judge broke us up. I'm sorry. No. What'd you say? What'd you say, Judge? He has how many months? Seventeen like, months. Oh, um, you're done. And I like how they, I like how they say, they don't tell you that it's five years. They tell you he got sixty months to make uh, it sound like it's count. not that long of a time. <laughs> I can count. I went to college. I sure did. I can count very hard. So I know exactly how many months that is. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I'm sorry. Very high. I sure did. I can I can count. Please. You're so when you sitting around telling me your child is certain amount of months old, yeah, okay, why don't you just say your child is five? <laughs> Would you shut up? Oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The moment, the moment he says that you have to serve it consecutively and this, that, and the third, uh-uh, nope. Sir, you have a good life. I hope you make new friends. I mean, they got ten pound service. There's nothing I can do for you. Don't ask me to wait. Did you say, did you say new friends? You might not want to make friends, friends though. I don't care. I don't care what you do. It ain't gonna involve me. Cause the judge broke us up the day you decided <laughs> that you wanted to go out there and do something stupid, and then he told you what your sentence was. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Don't give them my address to say that's where you're going to come to live. I'm sorry I moved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so, I, I feel like you put you put our relationship in jeopardy when you did something stupid. Don't make dumb decisions. Don't, mm-hmm. If you decide to go right. out with Ronnie and Bobby, and Ronnie and Bobby decide that they want to rob the liquor store, you need to say, hey, I need to get my ass out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I you know, know what? If I, I wish I could have five you right now because I promise you I would. I promise. All right. <laughs> first of all, ladies, can we get a real moment of clarity? Because in and this world, as melanated men, you don't always have to do something wrong and get three years. All right? So that's number one, and we need to keep that in our minds. Um, secondly, yes, we can walk through to... the park after dark. Well, well, listen, listen. I understand that sometimes you can be doing exactly what you're doing and obeying the law, but you're walking, driving, talking while black, and it happens. Um, mm-hmm. You said something that kind of intrigued me. You said we learn how to, what we don't love by the, or, or, or how not to love first. No, and I did I not say that. Uh-uh. Okay. I didn't say that. I said what we learn about love first. It's what love is not. Right, love is not. Right, right. And I would have to respectfully disagree because my mother is the love, and that is what love is. So now, if you Absolutely. mean in a relationship, then you would yeah. have to say that yeah. caveat. And yeah. I didn't hear that. Okay, well, because I didn't say that. That's okay, well, then I, I would think that. you would need to say it if you want to be correct. Mm-mm. I need you to say it if you want to correct me. Oh, no, I don't want to correct you. We can both be correct. There's, sometimes there are two correct answers. So I'm not saying that's wrong. I okay, say so you're right and I'm right. I didn't say that. We either. can agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we but might have to. We might have most to. Most people who I know, most people who I know, love 
comes from what it is, and that's somebody thought of it and taking care of you and being responsible for you and doing for you when you can't do for okay, yourself. So outside of the norm of love, mother love, maternal love, grandmother love, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so relationships and, and exceptional relationships. love. High five, high five, Ron. High five, baby. High five. Bam. Right there. You get it? Got it. Good. I actually didn't, but okay, let's go with that. <laughs> oh, you didn't get it? Not, not none of it. Not a piece of it. Not a smidgen. Not, none <laughs> not of a pinch. Okay. He didn't get oh, it. And you know what? He's probably so right right now. He's probably being so honest right now. Because no, what, I am. You, what you have to what you have to understand is Ron has a very different um feeling about that word love. He has a he has a different feeling about the word love. And we have had love arguments before on my show because Ron his his and it, and it's, a, it's the thing about it is that Ron gets these ideas that are valid ideas. But then if you let him keep on talking, then you start not to believe what he's saying anymore. But his understanding or his his perception from his experience, I mean, it's so valid. It's like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that. So we've already established early on that Ron's idea about love is totally not the same as ours. First of all, it's so not y'all didn't give me a disclaimer, though. Why didn't y'all give me a disclaimer? Well, she did tell you Sarah, I was ignorant. You entered, wait a minute, wait a minute. You entered into this studio at your own wheel. Yeah, I I, I forgot to send waivers out, but it ain't, yeah, yeah, ain't no waivers. Yeah, I mean, and the show comes with a disclaimer any time that Ron is here. And Ron actually showed up towards the end of the show this evening. So we did. We had a great run before Ron. Oh, you had a run. Back. You had a run. I don't know how great it was. <laughs> really? I shall not. I shall not. I shall not. I'm not getting involved. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> I can't do this with y'all. Y'all are fun though. We are fun. I have to say, I'm funny. This is this is one of the best. This is one of the best interviews I've had. She's so crazy over here. Did you hear her telling you that we are funny? <laughs> we are funny. We're funny. Like I want to know who was better. Uh oh. You want to see the worst? We had them tired. Who is the funniest of them all? I but right. You said one of like who else is up there with this? Hodgepodge of personality. <laughs> I don't think I follow. <laughs> you don't have to. It's not worth it. Should I say no? That's fine. <laughs> okay, so. Just, just agree uh, to don't know what he's saying. <laughs> just, just agree to be like, yeah, I don't know what he's saying. Hey, so what y'all talking about now? <laughs> just <Okay>. keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's why I put in the show, the whole info about the show, there's a special line in there only about Ron. You know, nobody really gets a special line except for Ron because I feel like it's important that people know that he could come on air and go any kind of way. 
I don't know. And that's what happens. Sometimes, sometimes me and Ron agree, and sometimes we disagree. Right. But when we disagree, you're wrong. See, no. Those are the comments. Those are the comments that make us. Yeah. No. There you go. No. There you go, and here we are. No. But no. so, therefore, he's just trying. It took us a long time to get here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I, I wish, you know, we, we shall talk later. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk in the meeting. As a matter of fact, you mind, okay. I thought about you earlier because I've seen this lady with a pair of fly crocodile over. And I was like, don't you? What? Like fly croco what? Crocodile loafers. They were oh, fly. Loafers. They were like a burgundy okay. wine color. Oh, those are whole fights. They have two fights. She had a nice pair of stockings on, nice and little petite feet. Stockings. I was like, that's what the Wait fuck is up. That's sexy. Stockings? All right, Shate. Shate, would you tell everybody, um, oh, well, I guess the link is on my thing. Would you tell everybody the, name, the title of your work so they can find them? Because we're in the last few the minutes. The title? I wanted to get on the show. The title, yeah. Say it again, one more game. Sin and Redemption is the title of my first book. Um, Vengeance Will Be Mine is the title of my second book. And look out for The Chance of Rain coming soon. All right. And there is a link on my page if you want to go scope that out so you can find her work. You can definitely check on my page and give her a read. And definitely, you know, obvious love feedback. So give her some feedback on how much you enjoyed all of the spins and all of the storylines, plots, and all those great pieces of the writing. We'd like to hear that stuff. So we're not going to hold you. Thank you all for having sure. me. You know we enjoyed your conversation. We got deep there for a second, and we need that. So we're glad you were here. Um, and we're not going to hold you. Um and I will share the link with you again in case you want to have people check out the archive. And we thank you for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the night. You should be What happened to Image? Uh oh. What happened to Imaj? <sighs> okay, so I'm going to up on Imaj. Ron, are you going to? All right, so I think everybody is gone. <laughs>